This is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. For 80 years, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. You are about to listen to another Bible-based lesson with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. Starting now. Thank you very much, Jay, and greetings, everybody. It is good to come together again and to consider a further study from the book of 2 John. In a previous broadcast, we asked the question, what do we do with truth? And we dealt with the first six verses of 2 John. We're going to read our text again, give you an update on our first part, and then we're going to conclude with verses 7 through 11 as we answer the question, what do we do with error? Please consider with me the reading from 2 John. The elder, to the elect lady and her children whom I love in truth, And not only I, but also all those who have known the truth, because of the truth which abides in us and will be with us forever, grace, mercy, and peace will be with you from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. I rejoiced greatly that I have found some of your children walking in truth as we received commandment from the Father. And now I plead with you, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment to you, but that which we have heard from the beginning, that we love one another. This is love, that we walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment that as you have heard from the beginning, you should walk in it. For many deceivers have gone out into the world who do not confess Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that we do not lose those things we worked for, but that we may receive a full reward. Whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house, nor greet him. For he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. Having many things to write to you, I did not wish to do so with paper and ink, But I hope to come to you and speak face to face that our joy may be full. The children of your elect sister greet you. Amen. We acknowledged a couple of things from our reading of 2 John. We barely touched on the thought of the elect lady and her children, where some scholars and writers believe that this is a literal lady and her family, while others believe this to be a congregation of God's people, the church. Now, why the church? Well, the church is known as the Bride of Christ, as we note in Ephesians 5, 22 through 33. And as we see and note these things, it's very possible that John, as the elder, is writing to a congregation. And at the end, he mentions the children of your elect sister greet you, which would be a good way to word that a local congregation is sending their greetings to you. Whether it is a lady or whether it is a congregation, I personally think it leans toward congregation, but either way it goes, the truth in what John is pleading stands forth, and we must embrace that part and leave the remainder to God. Would you love to grow in truth, friend, as John is making this plea? 
We'd love for you to grow in truth, and we're going to talk about those things in a moment. But just in case you missed our first broadcast, we'd like for you to hear our Jay Webb, and Jay will come forth and let us know how you can hear our broadcast anytime of the International Gospel Hour. Hello, friends. Miss a broadcast of Are You Listening? Please know you may easily access previous broadcasts through our podcast partners at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn Radio. Just search for International Gospel Hour, and you can find previous broadcasts of Are You Listening? They are always there, 24-7, for you to listen or download. And now, let's continue our study today. Thank you, Jay, and also, dear friends, any question of previous broadcast, you may also write us at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and we'll be glad to respond to your message. And now, let's continue our study of Second John, and let's look at verses 7 through 11 as we answer the question, what do we do with error? You see, verses 1 through 6 tells us what to do with truth. And if we get truth pressing onward in our lives, truth is in us, truth is embraced, truth is loved, and all the things we discussed, we will be ready to battle against error. Dear friends, not everything that is presented in a religious picture is accurate. I mean, after all, during John's time, he is dealing with a group of people called the Gnostics. Now, that is spelled with a G, G G-N-O-S-T-I-C-S. The G is silent. And this group called the Gnostics seemed to have a type of religious approach about them. But yet they were divided themselves, and they were divided in two camps, but they were in unity destroying Jesus Christ. You see, there was one group of Gnostics called the Docetics who denied the humanity of Christ. You see, if you deny the humanity of Christ and you take away his feelings from man that we read about in Hebrews 4, that he came and walked among as a man, walked among men as a man from Philippians 5 or Philippians 2 beginning with verse 5. So the docetics who denied the humanity of Christ, that would chip away at the faith of individuals then. There was another group called the Corinthians. Now this group of Gnostics, not to be confused with Corinthians, this is Cyrenthian. The Corinthians denied the divinity of Christ. Well, if you do that, you make Jesus just another man, and when he died, it would not have an effect on anyone. So you see, this group called the Gnostics were chipping away at the faith of others. That's why John took the first six verses, encouraged them to stand with truth and love, with mercy, with peace, to stay with that, to love one another, and to continue to walk in the truth. He warned them how deceivers had gone out into the world. They did not confess Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. Now, dear friends, when we talk about the doctrine of Christ, let's ask this question. Is this solely the erroneous doctrine about Christ himself that we are to avoid? In other words, as long as someone believes and teaches correctly about the humanity and divinity of Christ, can he be accepted? I mean, I know a lot of religious leaders and different preachers, pastors, you name it, who would believe in the humanity and the divinity of Christ, but yet they teach things that when you put it up against the Bible, you have to be concerned. Dear friends, 
Is this referring to the doctrine about Christ or the doctrine of Christ? Well, we know the doctrine of Christ. And we would say, is this one that can be accepted as long as he says, well, I believe Jesus came in the flesh and I believe that he is the Son of God. Can he be easily accepted? And to which we would answer, no, no, and a thousand times no. Because this embraces everything concerning the Christ. Don't forget in the earlier book, 1 John chapter 4, verse 1, John challenged them to, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they be of God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. When you and I consider some various texts about the Bible, uh, or in the Bible, if you will, how about Matthew sixteen twelve when it speaks of the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees? Now, is that just the doctrine about them, who they are? I mean, Pharisees were religious-believing people. Uh, Sadducees, to a certain extent, you would find the same about that. But Matthew sixteen twelve, Jesus warns about their doctrine, the whole doctrine. In Revelation 2 and verse 14, rather, Christ is warning about the doctrine uh, of Balaam. Well, is that just the doctrine about Balaam or of Balaam? It's anything that would pertain to Balaam. And even verse 15 of the Nicolaitans, whatever doctrine they would bring forth or teaching is what we need to avoid. And dear friends, we've got to realize that there are deceivers out in the world. And what do we do with error? The first thing we do is we know truth, and then we're able to see that error. Error is also to be recognized in verses 7 and 8. We can recognize its speaker is one who is a deceiver who comes from the deceiver, Satan, as we note in Revelation 20 and verse 10. Recognize the statements of error. Is it in line with the Scripture? Is it in accordance with His will? Recognize its subtraction. Don't lose what we have wrought for and what we have put some blood, sweat, and tears into this matter. Let's see that distinct difference. In Matthew seven thirteen and 14, Jesus said, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. And also, dear friends, please keep in mind that error is to be recognized, and right after Matthew seven thirteen and 14, Jesus, in verses 15 through 20, said, By their fruits you shall know them, warning against those that would teach wrong. Dear friends, we want to have a victory in Jesus Christ and know the truth. We're going to notice one other point from this text in a moment, but let's pause as our J. Webb has something good for you and I. Dear friends, the International Gospel Hour not only offers a free Bible study course by mail, but our friends at World Bible School offer an online study if you prefer. It is absolutely free. All you do is go to worldbibleschool.org and register. You will be provided a study helper who can answer questions and provide feedback for your lessons. That is a free online study at worldbibleschool.org. Please sign up today. And now, back to Jeff. And dear friends, let's notice that error is to be rebuked. In verses 9 through 11, we simply just cannot abide and go along with it. Romans 16:17 says to mark them which cause divisions and offenses 
contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, and avoid them. And in Matthew 7.15, as mentioned moments ago, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. We're so thankful for this study of Second John and to warn us what we do with error. And dear friends, we want to study together for the truth always here on the International Gospel Hour. Thanks for joining me today. I'm Jeff Archie, and until next time, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope first that it glorified God, but second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. God be with you.